Hey, 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 you're listening to MMA and Beyond. Thank you so much, everybody, for all your messages. Thank you so much for checking out MMAandBeyond.com. And, of course, it's Steve Maraboli. I'm here with the great Ray Longo. We really appreciate everyone who's participating on social media, people who are sending us messages. And don't forget, if you participate, if you send us questions or messages through our website or through social media, that's Ray Longo MMA and Steve Maraboli, you'll you'll get some sort of reward. We're not we're not sure quite uh, what's going to happen yet. I know we have some stuff from you, we have some stuff from me and we'll we promise we'll send you something cool. More great questions today, Ray. How you doing, brother? I got to tell you, man, I'm just excited it's episode 4. That's three more than I thought we'd be right now. So I'm really <laughs> we, stoked. We for talked this. about this, this for is a while. crazy. We are really three more past where I thought we'd be, which was one. So this is a big night for me. We're doing well. And look who's here. Mike Rosigliano already staring at his phone, sir. How dare you? Yes, I, I apologize. Ramon, how are you? Very good, Michael. There we go. Mike's in, and I, and, I, and I invited Mike on Mike. He's been here for every episode. And today he came well, I'm in. I'm technically a producer of you, you are podcast. You therefore. are. You came in hot today, man. You came in hot today, so hopefully we'll get to that topic mm. you came ranting about. So we involved. could call him Mike the Producer. And Mike the Producer. You ever see what Sarah does to his producer on the show? He, he crucifies him. I'm going to make him look like a school child. <laughs> Just that's it. <laughs> Mike <laughs> comes in, and he, and he, he invokes... God instantly and yeah. says he's going to smite us. So let's get to that conversation in a little bit. But for now, what's going on for you this week? Uh, You're tired, brother. Man, big uh, big week, big night tonight. Just left Ally Aquinta. I'm st- uh, stoked for him. He had a great workout tonight, and uh, he's been doing great. And uh, we after week after his fight, man, we got three more guys. So And Jenny in between that. I mean, it's a crazy time for the gym. April's going to be nuts. Uh, I was going to go to Italy with a guy that's in, and I'm going to have to turn that down. I was really excited about going oh, wow. to Italy, but yeah, hopefully another time. I didn't even tell him yet, but uh, you just great did. guys in from Italy. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I decided tonight. You know, if Al would have went to Kuwait, I would have went to Italy, but he <laughs> he he canceled his trip. I'm canceling mine. We got to stay focused and got to get the team back on track. And I'm uh, I'm really uh, dialed in at this point to everybody. Yeah, focused, Iaquinta. Yeah, focused and in shape. Al is a dangerous man. He's what the USC is looking for, man. He 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 really is. How's your week going, brother? It's going good. It's going good. Kids are off this week, so uh, so my wife will be happy for Monday, and then Tuesday she'll be ready to get them back to school, and then she's got them for another another six days. Seven days so. <laughs> it's it's, win- it's winter break here in the U.S. Those of you listening on the other side of the world, uh, yeah, we're we're still having. We drove through snow today. Yeah, but it was beautiful last night, Snow. Absolutely yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, nice. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful indoors, man. And and so, w- what does it take to get Al? Al was he was off for a little while. I know he was staying in shape. I'd see him in the gym working out, uh, treadmill, hitting hitting yeah. uh, pads and stuff, but not the same intensity as if as if you're uh, you've got a fight plan. Right. So, w- what does it take there? Is it a gradual? Do you jump right in? How does it work? No, it's a gradual thing. But like again, he was already in shape. And with him, it was more like he was injured. He didn't feel like he was getting paid right. So the combination of those two things always is, you know, a downer for your mentality. And uh, now I think he's he feels like he's being treated fairly and he's working out hard. And I think he's going to uh, look to prove a point on April 7th. So I think he's in a really good spot. Do you see, Ray, if he wins big, that the UFC is going to look to re-up him? Yeah, you know, look, man, I think if – there's a couple of people, I think, if they embrace 
I think he's one of them. I mean, he he produces, man. I mean, he's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. If you read, you even go to his social media. You know, they love him. He brings it either way. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what determines whether they're getting behind you or not. But sometimes I feel like there's no love for the East Coast guys. But you know, like again, he is going to bring it. I think he's come on. How many knockouts has he had in the last five fights? And it's always an exciting fight. So, you know, he's never come, boring, never boring, which I mean, you can't ask for more as a as an organization than that. You know what I mean? And they kind of preach that, but then they got to back it up. You know, you know, he, he I think the, the new model, the entertainment model really has a good fit for him because he, he he's he every single time he's going to he's going to have the social media numbers. He's going to have people talking and what the what I feel that the UFC's business model now is leans a little heavier on an entertainment model more than 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 just picking up whoever whatever. Uh, and Al, he's he's a perfect combo there. He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter standing up. He's a great fighter on the ground. And uh, give him the microphone and yeah, and but he's gonna have looking, people talking. And, and they're at a point now where they're looking for the next guy. I mean, they're I think struggling for star power right now with the loss of Rousey and McGregor. Nobody knows what he's doing. John Jones is a mess. So I don't know. You know, uh, McGregor's breaking records, sir. He as of today, Conor McGregor's lightweight title reign has broken the record for the longest time a UFC champion has gone before first attempting to defend his belt. It's and, 463 and there, days. And there you have He's it. breaking records, and man. There you have Longest it. champion to not defend right. his belt. Yep. At some point, do you have to just relinquish your belt? Do they take it? I guess just... that's up to, you know, nobody's governing that, so it's up to the UFC. Yes, it's know? up to the UFC, and I think that if had it been anyone else, um, oh, that title would have been down in kind of yeah, long time. They've they, they've yeah. done it. They've done it yeah, while a the champion's sitting there. They're like, I oh, know this is also for yeah. a belt. Uh, yeah, they, again, I think that they're struggling. I think that there was a a model, um, a business model where they were developing the sport legitimately, and and they were ranking fighters, and they were putting on fights based on ranking and merit. In that sense, merit was based on your ability to fight and win, and and that kind of stuff. And they did appreciate. The fighters who, of course, uh, would also uh, get some people getting that water cooler talk. But somewhere along the way, um, that model changed. I think that the Fertitas are smart. I think that anyone who knows business, and obviously it's not arguable that they know business, if you study business models, you know businesses shoot up and they plateau. And the UFC took a huge, huge shoot up. And they became really popular building it, and they built that MMA base. You have your MMA hardcore fans, your martial artists all over the world, and their friends who are watching these fights. And they built that up, and they got them to, they conditioned them to steady buy pay per views and visit and buy merchandise. They started, the wheel started falling off with the Reebok, it became very commercialized with the Reebok, which is good for business, but bad for the business model they were in. And so uh, I think that the Fertitas saw that there was going to be that plateau. And usually with the plateau comes a little dip uh, before it slowly grows again. Uh, and they, they got out just in time. But along that time, wanting to keep it relevant and viable, this new entertainment com company, you know, they want entertainment. And so they have this yeah. business model of entertainment, and they've, they're trying to figure it out. I think they're trying to figure it out. We, we saw not everything's going to be a home run. There's going to be some swings and misses in the UFC. Bellator. How about Bellator swings and misses? Uh, yeah, Bellator, I think, you know, look, 
if they want to make a go out of it, I think now's the time. I mean, because, again, the UFC, Dana, the Fatitas, they did a – you cannot deny the job they did in this company. They, you just can't. And I've been, I've kind of been there since UFC, I think, 28. So I kind of watched it happen in front of me. It was phenomenal, and my hat goes off to them, obviously. But – uh you know, they are plateauing, and I don't know how they get into the next level. I mean, they, that that's the tricky part. So I, if, I'm another, if I'm another organization like Bellator, now's the time to do it. I don't think their show the other night was any indication that they want to do it, and I'm not sure what their business model is. I mean, like, look, even Bellator, they, they don't even replay the fight. I mean, I don't, right. I don't get that. You know, so I think they're happy with whatever numbers they're doing. They have a lot of money behind them. I think they were looking for the long game, and I think they're happy with their advertising dollars. They're I think not, that's what you it know is. What I, I mean? think they're so, playing a long game. Yeah, they're, they're, they have money behind them. They're not yeah, they're in not, incredible they're not, debt. Exactly, they're not. They're There's not a different way you behave when you're super in debt yeah. to where you're starting and you're able to play that long game. I think the UFC, the number crunchers, saw the business model and they saw that. Yes, it was growing. Yes, yeah. Retitas and Dana brought it from zero to a lot better, but. You can't really argue that the 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 day to day person didn't really connect with it until Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and the other, until the other, Conor yeah, McGregor. Yeah, the, the other thing too with Bellator is they, I I think that those fights are just like ball rescue. It's just another show. They're right. Not really looking like the UFC really wanted to build a worldwide brand and do things. They wanted different. to be synonymous exactly. with exactly. Now I think this is just like ball rescue or. Yeah, but they, they got a couple of big guys to move over. From, yeah, but they're right? still Matron just to get and... just to get ratings, yeah, if anything. Yeah. You know, you could see the way they put on fights, they want ratings. They don't care because they want those, I guess, the advertising dollars. And not I don't think they're looking to build the sport the way the UFC was doing. Again, I think it was just content. They're building a content yeah, business and, and I think they're... that's what they wanted to do. And that's I and I, I bet you they're happy with what they're doing. But in the course of doing that, it, it to me it kind of waters down MMA a little bit because sure. you know, you know, I, I really don't want to see some of those matches. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll a lot see of what the, happens, some of the but... matches getting flack for for being on TV and and um, it's a conversation to have. It's frustrating. It's got to be endlessly frustrating for a fighter to oh, see yeah. you know a really top caliber fighter watching exactly. someone Ex- else exactly. on TV. I mean. Yeah, exactly. But but their their model is, and there was one uh, Bellator fighter who who came out and said uh, he was offered two hundred and fifty dollars to fight. Yeah, think about that. Two hundred and fifty dollars, man. Know. That's that's uh again their business model in that case is not right. <laughs> it, it's not developing fighters. It's it's putting content. Right, and even content. even for some of the fighters, Steve, that might be getting more money. There's not fights every week with them, so you're not fighting. If you fight two or three. Three times a year, I think, would be a lot. But oh, yeah, that's two hundred and fifty dollars before taxes. That's true. Yeah, that's actually no. I think that was I think that was a cash deal. But I'm not, I'm not sure. That was before taxes, and it gets taxed differently. Yeah. But they said we'll give you two fifty cash or three twenty five, but we have to send you a W two or a ten ninety nine at that point. That's horrible. It's, I mean, it's, that's not sounding. It's good. bad. It, it's it's what I, one of the things that when I started to get to know fighters and even high profile fighters, something that I was shocked about because I, I've I've been around a lot of professional athletes. Uh, how many fighters have jobs? Like it's it's yeah. they go to work, they 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 work full time jobs. I was watching a, a UFC. There's a UFC uh, going on tonight uh, on FS1, 
and I was watching uh, him, uh, and he won. He, he won a first round uh, rear naked choke, jujitsu guy. It was great. And uh, in, in the post fight interview, he said, uh, "Oh, this is great. It's great to be here." You know, he's like, "I have a desk job, man. Yeah, I work." Crazy. He says, "I don't need to See, be I... here. It feels great to not need to be here." So I I come in. I I avoid pain. I avoid damage by doing jujitsu. Yeah. But I wasn't. See, I think we should be progressing past that point. I I, I think that should be a thing when you when you're when you're doing that, and it's in the fight camps are usually take a, a, a month or so. Yeah, a month and a half. Uh good six weeks for sure. Yeah. six to eight weeks. Wow. So but you're... honestly, man, these guys have to be training year round. You know, so you know, even when they're not fighting, they have to stay in relative shape, and they should be training. They you could cut back a little bit, but you know, for the guys that are definitely still growing. They got to keep on training, man. Well, it seems Ray, if you're not if you're not the champ, you know you're you're pretty much you got another job to make right. ends meet. Yeah. You know, if you can be a Conor McGregor or Chris Weidman or whoever it is that you know that you're getting pay per view dollars, right? And you know you're getting X amount of dollars that you can say, well, I'll fight one once a year or maybe twice a year and and make some money. You know, Al 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 sells houses and is happy to tell you. Yeah. You know. But I think what Al's thing too is that he wanted, he wanted an escape plan in case this thing went south or you know whatever. He's, or when he's, he's done, sure. yeah, when he's done, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody you needs yeah. you know. I mean, these guys are young guys, man. They they're gonna. I think they have to do something to not go crazy. At that's this a point. smart to yeah, have a smart to have thing, a yeah. long game. Yeah, exactly. With this is smart with any yeah, exactly. with this kind of thing. It doesn't seem like. Uh, uh, the UFC or any organization is going to say, "Hey, man, you you gave us a bunch of good years. Let us take care of you for, for the next several." Yeah, <laughs> it no. doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Um, so Al uh, did the smart thing. I mean, that's that's something to, he'll always be licensed to do. Yeah. Apparently, awesome. he's doing really well at it. He's got anyone who speaks to him. He's got a great personality. Yeah, yeah. About the most likable uh, guy there and is. He's got a good social media he, following. He's he's great, know? man. He's yeah. he, and he's great, and you have to know your stuff. No one's. He, I think he said, "No one's going to buy a house." Because I fought in the UFC, he has to build and develop that skill as well, which apparently he's been doing great with. So, and it was good that he spoke out for himself. He's almost like who was the guy, Kurt Flood, that he started, he, uh, yeah, he started unionizing, yeah, 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 with the baseball. He you know, changed it for a lot like, of people, I think so, man. Yeah, you know. So he, he, look, he I, you know, I, I just wish him the best, and I think he's happy now, and that's all that matters. And I think the UFC did the right thing. So, we got a good match. We got a good fit right now. Tough fight for sure. Definitely a tough fight. Tough fight Felt is sure, definitely another guy, hard-headed guy, um, who likes to bang. Which this should be, an, this should be a fan favorite fight. Absolutely, uh, already thinking uh, it's it's gonna win. Not yeah. only th- this could be a, a bonus night. Well, maybe <laughs> I, is he allowed to get the bonus? I mean, every fight he has, the Diego fight, I'm like, yeah. you're getting the bonus. I always, How I always screw not? that up. Jinx. How I jinx him, yeah, every time. I must have said that to him three times. Like, you have to get the bonus. Then he doesn't get the freaking bonus. I mean, You're the guy I, from a Bronx tale who when I'll they mush, see him, I mush, mush, you mush. You mush. As soon as I say I mush him, they throw me right I in the bed. I didn't have bad luck. I wouldn't <laughs> have any. Yeah. Horrible. Ray, Mike Tyson, 28 years ago, knocked out by James Buster Douglas. Man, that is... You know what's years. crazy? 28 years ago, and this is how... This is how iconic Mike Tyson is. I remember that night distinctly. 28 years ago, I'm training guys. Now, at this point in time, Tyson was going through everybody, right? I mean, it it was so bad, I wasn't even going to watch the fight. 
So I'm training guys in my garage. I have to fight on. Yeah, this kitchen. wasn't pitched as oh, no. this is a uh, oh, no. Tyson's he was like a trouble. probably a twenty this to one a, favorite. Yeah. I don't even know if they took odds on. I mean, on the fight. At it's this point, he just was a hundred percent. So I, I want to say he was probably twenty to one. Yeah. I think it was twenty to one. So I remember like I'm training guys. I'd go in. I'd look round one, and then like round two, and then I'm going. Wait a minute, man. This is now the, my phone starts ringing off the hook. Are you watching this? <laughs> You know, and this is on regular TV, which is interesting, too. As, as you continue, I just wanted to let you know that uh, the Mirage in Vegas was offering 42 to 1. Wow. Odds. That's, so this how, was, that's crazy. This is like Mike Tyson versus me. Like, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, that's no it. one saw Isn't it coming. nuts, man? So, I, you know, as the rounds went on, then we started, all right, everybody come in. Whoever I was training, we got to watch this. This is not, the phone's ringing off the hook. Everybody's going, You got, are you watching this? This is... And we started sensing that something was different than the other fights, and he eventually ended up losing that fight, which was crazy. He got knocked out, which was at that point in time nobody. He was people were losing the fight before they even got in the ring with him. One hundred percent. I mean, losing it. I mean, and this guy busted Douglas. Man, he did it, man. You know, and again, it was you know you could talk about mindset on that because without the mindset, he's not getting past round one with this guy. It, it was it was uh, and 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 Tyson's you know D- Douglas had a great day on the same day that Tyson had a really yeah. bad one. He had a lot of stuff going on. Again, they said maybe he was he dealing didn't with train. some stuff. And look, exactly. and this yeah. is the beauty of fighting. He took the mystique out of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, you know, he had some hard fights after that. That if he would have got past that, we don't know what would have happened, you know. But, you know, if you listen to him talk, he was out of control in Japan. I think that fight happened. Yeah, it happened in Japan. And, uh, you know, whatever. But, man, I, I'll never forget that. Like, we weren't even going to watch the fight. It wasn't even worth it. But let's put it on TV. We'll come in. We'll work out. We'll do a round. We'll come back. And then, man, by round three, I think I was like, wow, this guy, this is looking really bad. And then everybody just huddled around the TV. And again, the phone was ringing off the hook. Everybody was calling up. And I remember that 28 years ago. I remember that like it was yesterday. Unbelievable. And and that's like one of those things. Where were you and Mike Tyson got knocked out? Yeah, I know exactly where I was. was... I, th- I think that what you said was huge was he took the mystique. Yeah, no, that was it. And that happens in fighting. You know what I mean? Like. I remember Pepino Cuevas against Thomas Hearns, man. Cuevas was like 32 and 0 with like 31 knockouts. And Hearns just staunched him. I don't know if that guy even won a fight again. Never the same. And I think because in, in the fighter's mind also, they they up until that point, he probably thought he was invincible. And now you have the realization, holy crap, I'm not invincible. I could get knocked out. A lot of people don't think that until it happens. And then... When it happens, that's when they need a mind coach to get them back in there and to really center them and to bring them back to what got them there. You know, it's tough. It, and and isn't can't the case be made also that you, you let's say it takes a level ten punch to knock you out after you've already been knocked out? If you have a mind coach, no mind coach, just the physiology of it. Do you still need a a, a level ten to knock him? Does an eight? knock you out uh, now? does it soften your chin I mean, in that way look that's a good question we don't know like the I physiology mean, i know the uh, mindset behind it but there's i'm saying the mindset is way more yeah i think it's more than yeah because you know yeah i'm saying it's not it's not a level eight after that it's your brain is at a level eight mindset wise so okay even if it was a level eight punch 
I don't know if this is right. sounding crazy yeah, yeah. on the no, air. No, it'll but act you, like you, a 10. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I that's, exactly what I'm, what that's, what, that's my gut feel on it. It takes less because your mindset. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily now, do you find that when your guys who are undefeated take a loss, that that's a bad thing necessarily? Or do you think it's it, actually a good thing in their development as a fighter over time? Look, it depends on the loss. There's certain losses that it's a grueling fight and it could have won either way. That's more of a growing fight. When you get knocked out, you really got to regroup and come back and figure out what happened. And it'll always, uh, you know, present you with a way to grow. You know, you might be, you might have been stuck in the mount, so then you got to figure that out. You know what I mean? You're dropping your hands when you do this. I mean, there's always a growth, growth point. But I think there's certain fights when you lose that are way more growing fights than other things that could happen to you. You know, like when you take a prolonged beating, that's hard to come back from, you know. So, you know, if it was a competitive fight, I think that's a, you know, when you really think you won the fight, I think you're growing from it. What are you thinking for uh, Aljamain Sterling? Yeah, Aljo's going to be one of those guys. He's got to come back. I think, like, again, with, with Aljo, I mean, it was so quick and it was literally a mistake that, um, uh, I, I like again that to me was better because he mentally handled that really good. That to me was better than taking a really like a twenty minute beating, right. you know. And, he, and he's going to look at Weidman, who got stopped by Romero, who came back and had a great fight with Gastelum, and that's the beauty of being in the gym with all these other guys. Everybody goes through heartache, you know what I mean? Like the Matt always says, the highs are the highs and the lows are the lows, and. When you have a team around you that, you know, when you win, they put you up on your sh- on the on their shoulders, and when you lose, they're a safety net. And that's really what you want. The more people you're surrounded by, like, who would you rather talk to after a loss? A guy that's been there? Right. You know, like, Matt got knocked out in his first UFC fight ever, and he was considered, you know, a top prospect. And he went on to become a champion. If he didn't have the right mindset, you think he's making it? No. He got right back in there and fought Eves Edwards. I was just going over this with somebody who was a killer at that time. But, you know, if you have the right mindset and you, you know, look at it the right way and you go back in there to challenge yourself, it's a totally different ball game. But if you're going to be hesitant and, you know, not have the total belief, then you're going to be in trouble, you know. So I think it's good to be around guys that have been in every possible situation, and I think we have that in the gym Guys that have lost that become champions, guys that have gotten knocked out that have come back and knocked, you know, it's great to have all that stuff, you know. So these guys are really lucky. That's a close-knit team, and, you know, everybody's there for everybody, and I think that's really, really important. Huge, huge, and you got a lot of young guys. You got some wise yeah. some wise veterans, some young kids, a lot of, a lot of good, good fighters yeah. out of that gym. Mike, the producer, are you watching uh, the Olympics? I am. I am. I am. I, we were watching the uh, the luge and uh, uh, the snowboarding today. Uh, I, these kids are nuts. Wait, I'll mention the Olympics. I, I don't know if this is true. I think I heard something or read something. Did somebody with the curling in the curling team get popped for performance-enhancing drugs? On the curling team? On the curling. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> I haven't the sweeper. What would, what would be the point? The I don't know. The sweeper. I think I busted <laughs> for, for steroids. Is that even possible? I'm not even joking. I saw that somewhere. I don't know if it was. You're like on the honor system and yeah. with, with the with the curling, right? I I would I would yeah I I don't know that. Holy peak performance landing. matters. Yeah, they're like is they that don't... is that something that happened? Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't even. A wow. Russian athlete. Yeah, I don't even think they. Who's I didn't even think though. Yeah, right. How shocking is that? <laughs> well, they don't, don't. They don't. They're not called like. It's not Russia. They're called they're like called athletes, athletes from, from Russia. Yeah, 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 right. And you could look it up. I think two Russian fighters got popped today too. I don't know if anybody wow. can find that out. Yeah, see who they were. But um, imagine that the curling people. I know like. USADA gets to the curling team and they go, nah, you know what? Nah, that's a, it's okay. You know what? You guys should do steroids. Right. You know what? Do here's, something. Here's the list of things I mean, we know guy, work. Yeah. I mean, what did you do to get that beer belly? You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? Even the curlers. <laughs> they, they were considering uh, eliminating wrestling. Oh, really? From the Olympics. Yeah. And Which is like probably one of the first uh, yeah. sports ever yeah. to be in the Olympics. To, to, that's the genesis of the Olympics, isn't it? Some, it's. It's a it's a healthier way to to not have war. Yeah, well, I think it's the genesis of ancient Rome and all those other civilizations that you know they marriage you know physicality with mentality. You know Mm. what I mean? And they put a high price on on those games, the pancreation and all of that stuff, with a good you know philosophy. Do I even know what I'm talking about? You absolutely do. Absolutely. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's a huge thing, and I and I watch. A lot. I mean, the attributes that are built up through wrestling, phenomenal. You could take that with you for the rest of your life, and I think that's a it's a great thing. So. I, I I think I said on this show before that uh, I credit my when I went into the military, yeah. going through basic training because yeah, I yeah, had yeah. six I had six years of wrestling, yeah. and uh, and so I knew what it was like to be tired. I knew what it was like to be in my head. I knew what it was like to be really tired but still have plenty of the day left. And uh, that was all of those nasty uh, hours spent in the wrestling room. Well, I tell you, I find it interesting that my kids are not as into the Olympics as I was. I remember, like, watching, you know, the 1980 Winter Olympics uh, with the hockey and, and oh, just yeah. being so enthralled as to what was going on. You know, my – and I guess a lot of it deals with social media. And well, I was going to say, what else did – what else you was know, there? Probably not much. Yeah. What know? else was there? there? They weren't – they have so many other options. Oh, yeah. Exactly what they want to – uh, watch so there's a lot of competition there was at the time in 1980 there was 10 channels yeah one. it was like yeah that was about it <laughs> you know, oh, and yeah. i remember watching the night the, that was the, back know, when the, tv uh, like stopped fantastic. remember yeah, if you stayed really up late enough two four five seven yeah. nine and eleven that was right, it right if right. you stayed Channel up late enough remember up. you got the yeah, well it would it. do the star Stang- spangle banner yeah, 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 yeah. and then turn off like the tv just stopped yeah, it was really until tomorrow it was really actually horrible you actually had to talk to your spouse yeah. or your mate i mean what what kind of country were we living in I <laughs> what mean, kind of nonsense yeah. is that now my wife's trying to talk to me. i'm like the game's <laughs> on i got i can't talk right now I gotta, yeah it was uh you you turn on channel nine you'd watch benny hill yeah oh, oh yeah. my god yeah <laughs> and then that would be is that like 11, 11, 30? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other night, I mean, I'm watching that Discovery Channel identification discovery. My wife starts talking. I'm trying to figure out who murdered this this woman. Can you leave me alone? You want to have a conversation. I mean, are you kidding? You're talking now. There's two minutes left in the show. I watched this whole thing. And I'm gonna, and now course, I'm not even going to find course. out what I want not to know. How they How they committed this Although crime. Although you could probably just stop the, you know. Since it's on demand, just no, it wasn't on. You demand. just hit the stop and then you listen. Well, listen it's not uh, the same. Wait, first of all, Mike, the, the producer, be lucky we're even letting you sit with us <laughs> I, tonight. I, I, I mean, I, I should you, keep my mouth. And I yeah, tell you another, just, another, chime in another comment like that, you'll <laughs> yeah. be out the uh, out the door. <laughs> that's it. So wait, what? So you you came in hot today, Mike, man. What what were you share with our audience? What you were? Well, so... It was just with um, 
I, you know, they're they're with the uh, human embryos, and they and they're kind of splicing them with, with sheep embryos. And oh, come on! I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, yeah. I talked to somebody. You know what he oh, said? Oh, here he said, nah. nah. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't rule my jokes. I'm not. I'm not. I, I can see it coming a mile away. Preemptive. He actually ruined the timing of my whole. He did. He threw it off. So wait. So. So they're so using. They I guess they're using it in this order like to obviously from be able Live? to. Uh, no, they're actually using it. I think in order to re regenerate. You know, people miss li- missing limbs or organs, etc. And I think it's just advancements in that way. Um, but I just think that at some point they're going to go too far. And, and what happens when they go too far? God share, is going share with to the world what you said. Share his wrath. Seriously, who invited him? I am telling really. you, who the heck is responsible? Who's responsible for him being bent there? Bent out of shape, and we're going to feel it. Can I, you go I find out who the two Russian guys that got pumped for Pete Diesel? He came in, and I was sitting here. I was going over the notes, and he's looking at his phone, and he says. God is going to come and smite. Dead serious. So I I said, we might have to have you on here. Watch. So this is for, but didn't you say this is for the benefit of humanity? Do not believe that. No, I think they're they're using this to, I think, for health. You know, like I said, you know, if you lost your hand or you you have an organ, that they'll be able to, um, uh, you know, recreate that. And I just think that at some point, they're going to go to the next step. Who's they? They being they, they being scientists, researchers, I think somewhere. And nah. That's, that's going to be it. It's going to be it. This could go on for the whole you, show. You, it's going to be it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm a firm I, believer I told, in that. Steve, I told him to stay away from that sci-fi channel. He doesn't listen to me, and this is what we get. I think it's a bad thing. At some point, it's just going to be a little bit too much, and then God's just not going to be happy. So you think this will lead into cloning and that kind of stuff, and you think that that I would think be it, adverse? I, yeah, I think at some point they're going, you know, scientists are going to try and clone a human, and I think that that's, they've already done it with sheep. They're able to do it with animals. I think, it, you know, it's just going to be not a good thing, and that's what I think. Fair enough. Now, so the, in this scenario, we're not doing, they're not making humans that are also sheep they are doing sheep embryos that have a small percentage of human DNA. Yeah, I think, I guess from what I'm, and, and I'm not a scientist, uh, I'm not even a very good attorney, but, uh, you know, it <laughs> just seems that what we, Couldn't we save this till when I have to go to the bathroom? This <laughs> is a perfect <laughs> conversation. Ready, ready. Let's, let's get when I leave to go to the more. bathroom, you could, let's go back to this. Can we move on, please? Moving on. I'm just, that's just Because right, I can tell position. you one thing that'll never be cloned is this conversation. That'll <laughs> never happen. Uh, uh, over over let's go to some feedback folks you're listening to mma and beyond it's ray longo i'm steve maraboli sitting in also today mike the producer mike the producer mike <laughs> the producer let's go mike with, the uh, former producer let's go with uh joel from arkansas joel asks how do you comp- how do you prepare your fighters for an international fight do they ever get used to the time change I've experienced jet lag, and sometimes it takes a while for my body to adjust. I can't imagine also trying to cut weight at the same time. Yeah, another great question. Uh, you know, we have a lot of great people. We have Dr. Sherry Wolkin. She helps out a lot, uh, especially if it's an altitude problem. You have to get there at least two or three weeks in advance. Uh, that would be like for Mexico. I think we saw Cain Velasquez 
not follow those that advice, and he lost to Verdum, who was there for a month. I think he got a place. Uh, I've been in Australia twice with fighters. It, it's pretty grueling, man. And plus, you don't know what they have meal-wise or if there's a lot of salt in the food. Uh, you know, we've done good, but, you know, we have a lot of people around. We bounce questions off, uh, I think, Al fought in Manchester. We were in England. I fought, uh, had guys fight in Australia. And uh, we never, we always did great, but it's pretty grueling. I mean, the, the Australia flight, I think you're so psyched when you're going, but when you come back, I think it takes you. It's, oh, I think going there is different because you have the adrenaline. And thank God he won. Yeah, and thank God he won. Yeah, that, that, those flights, are, you, you're losing. That's a long flight back. <laughs> that's I mean, a long, actually, it's a long couple of yeah, flights If you don't back. win, you're really, uh, you got to get medicated on the way back. But, uh, yeah, so that's a great question. And, yeah. They, Can uh, I add to that question? Yeah, I'd like yeah, to yeah. add to that. So you get a guy who, uh, let's say, I'm at, I'm at the gym midday, late afternoon, yeah. and I'll see Iaquinta there. I'll see Aljo there. Right. So let's say that they sign a fight, and they're going to be fighting in Vegas on whatever, whatever. They sign the fight, they're going to be fighting in Vegas. So they know they're going to be fighting at you know 10 o'clock at night, yeah. Vegas time, which is 1 in the morning here. Do, do they... Right. Do they uh, adjust? Do they? No, no. We'll we'll do. That's what I'm saying. Even like Australia, and like again, we haven't been there in a while. But I might have them spar in the mornings. Okay. Or we spar later at night. Yeah, we're always going to do something to try to accommodate what could you know. So they get don't us get used to, to fighting exactly at that certain time. Uh... Yeah, I mean, look in Australia. I'll never forget the guy said, you got to be on the bus at six in the morning. I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, it was, that was insane. But uh, that card went on. I think ten o'clock in the morning, which was maybe nighttime in the afternoon yeah, here, and the about, day before. That's about 8 I don't even. Here. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. even. Not even the same day. I don't. Yeah, even yeah. Think, it's eight you know, p.m. here the day before. Crazy. So, yeah, I remember that six in the morning. I'm like, wow. So look, when you fight, you do what you you have to do, and again, you're so dialed in on the fight that you're getting past that, and everybody's in the same boat, really. You know, unless the guy's from Australia, and then you're at a little bit of a disadvantage, but. Um, yeah, we, we address it, you know, and we spar at different times to get acclimated, and that's about it. And guys go to bed early a lot of times because they want to adjust to that. So, right. you know what I mean? They'll yeah, force sure. themselves to bed at 8 o'clock instead of 1 in the morning and, you know, all things like that. <laughs> so there's there's a lot behind the scenes. There's a lot behind the there, scenes with there's, that, yeah. There's more than just the, the you know, the rocky idea of, of running you know, up hills and treadmills, oh, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot more psychological, you know, that, because that is psychological also. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, you're even, conditioning your body. not that it's international, but like Colorado is brutal. That altitude is, there. there's signs all over the place when you're walking up the stairs, you know, go slow because you're going to feel it. And I, I got to tell you, man, you will feel it for sure. How long does it take to acclimate to that? They're saying like two weeks, I think. I mean, you have to really ask a medical person, but there's... You got to be there at least two weeks in advance, so you'll get. If you're a heavyweight, three weeks. You Good. saw those guys dying yeah. after one round. That sucks the life out of you. So what? How does that work? Here, here, I'm being me again. Yeah. Uh, how does that work for? Let's say a fighter did want to go down there for two weeks, three weeks beforehand. There, does the UFC cover that? Do they have to figure that into their the fighter's own personal business budget? Yeah, that's yeah, how that not works. Picking that up, yep. I know when we used to go even early, Matt used to go early to Vegas, we'd stay at like a really cheap hotel, and then the week before we go into the host hotel. But, yeah, you get a place, and 
normally when you're doing that, if you're the champion, you have the budget to do it anyway. Right. You know, but if you're a beginner, you're just gonna have to make ends meet and uh you know, or you're taking a chance. You're not going two weeks out. It, you know? it does make sense, though. So if, when you say it like that, and I know for all the fighters listening, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but for for someone like me who's just who's just learning the the behind the scenes of this, it does make sense now why that Reebok deal made so many of them angry. Because if I, if I do yeah, exactly. need sponsors, exactly. if maybe picking up exactly. putting a patch on my shorts helps yeah. me get down there three weeks Guys early. Want, yeah, exactly. And you take that that's from me. That's right. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, that's a totally different ball game. Well, because yeah. you're uh, uh, the, if the fighter is on their own in that sense. And they're they're managing their own business as a fighter, and 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 if they're covering those costs, then yeah, the UFC taking away their ability to pick up that money that right. that's that's and you that want sucks, your sponsorship yeah. money to cover your training expenses, and then you get well, to yeah. keep your purse, you know, which is pretty cool. But when you don't have that, you know, I'm getting twenty five hundred dollars or something as opposed like that. to twenty five thousand right. or eighteen, that's a lot of money. That's huge, and, you know, especially with guys starting out. And there's a lot of people that want to help these guys that'll, you know, do the right thing. And uh, that kind of got taken away. And, yeah, some, so sometimes those international fights now are just they're, – they're horrible. You know what I mean? Because the UFC will pick up one flight, but you got to bring a couple of guys with you. That's not an easy – that's not a uh, – that's a costly flight to Australia. That's why these fights coming up at Brooklyn and in, in Jersey, those guys do better because – they're going to cut down on the hotel rooms. They're going to cut down on the air flight, and it's it's a better gig for them, you know. They, that's so crazy that that's the conversation to even have. I mean, oh that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's heartbreaking, man. When you see how much how how much uh, time, effort, energy, and I guess money that they put into it for a business that makes a lot of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 not uh, it's not indoor soccer. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's it's a it's a business that's making a, a a tremendous amount of money. Remember indoor soccer, Mike? Sure, New York Arrows. The New York Arrows. Yes, wow. Chief Jungle. Yeah, wow. Chef, Chef Messing. Messing. That's right. Kidding? That's right. I was all about Chef you know, and then the, the 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 very the very easily forgotten New York Express that came after that. They played a half a season. Uh, led by Shep Messing, and they had they went bankrupt halfway through the season. Remember the Cosmos, yeah. Cosmos. Yeah. Well, the outdoor Cosmos. My first soccer game ever. I went to. I was uh, about seven years old, and I went to uh, see the Cosmos play against Barcelona. And my uncle, huge soccer fan, who brought me there. They weren't going to see the Cosmos. They were gonna. They were going to see Barcelona, and this. Kid who played on Barcelona called Maradona. Wait, Steve, and let me interrupt you for one second. We're While you go to, to the bathroom, bathroom. go back well, to the cloning conversation. Make sure, <laughs> we'll but no, make sure by the time I get back, it's, it's over. really it's all out. It's all out. And Ray's out. Bathroom out. break number one. He made it. He made it almost forty minutes. Yeah. So yeah, that's powerful. The, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, arrows games, and they would throw out little red soccer balls out yeah, to yeah. the stands, and then you'd they were great. They were great. Steve Jungle. My favorite player. Yeah, that was um, soccer was pretty big. Yeah, the indoor then. soccer was pretty big. Indoor yeah. soccer was pretty big when when the Cosmos had Pele outdoor soccer. Yeah, they were, that was uh, pretty big, and I think we dismissed that. That was probably the peak of of soccer in North America and uh, just the late seventies. Yeah, they've tried. I mean, they they have professional soccer now that it's getting you know in in the U.S. It's so tough it is. to to have anything gain traction as the UFC is finding out, as Bellator is finding out. 
it is so tough to gain traction because we are in in a multimedia universe. It's tougher TV shows to gain traction. When you look at the old shows, the Three's Companies, the Family Ties, those type of things, even like ALF, I mean, it doesn't matter what it was. The numbers they had were, were astronomical. Well, they have diluted it with all the cable channels. There's so channels many cable that, channels, yeah. and now who, there, I know a lot of people who don't even have cable, who set, just have Wi-Fi, and they simply Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. And well, the so, younger generation for sure. Um, but you the know. younger generation is getting older. It's not just the kids. The younger generation is 30, 35 years old doing the same thing. So they're not as young yeah. as, as they were back when we were saying younger generation. It's not just the kids. It's adults who, uh, who are just watching. So there's so many things. It's so difficult to gain uh, to gain traction, and that's what I've been saying with this UFC thing. You talk to the fighters, and you hear, you see the frustration. You see the frustration of so many great fighters um, who just aren't getting the respect that they they well, deserve or that they on think. The line, their yeah. health on the line, and you know, you're making thirty it's, grand. It's frustrating because you know, how do you live on that in New York, bro, especially you're making, when your taxes are, you know, probably. 30, 40%, and then you got to pay but your you, trainers. I mean, what, what you're you learning with? about this MMA game is you're making 30 grand before taxes. Yeah, yeah, before taxes. And then you and I know what the government So you're, takes. you're not getting that check. And for then you grand. have to Absolutely. pay the people who helped you get there. Yeah. And the fact that you just took two months off of from working at anything else. I mean, that's. If you go to, like, he was talking about going to Australia. I mean, if you bring you guys over and you're making 30 grand. You paid for your trip if, with what if you win? It, it, maybe if, if you went by yourself, you just spent five grand. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's if you just went by yourself, and if you're making uh, that money in Australia, uh, you're making it there. They have a higher tax. I do a lot of work in Australia. Yeah, they have a higher tax. Um, so you're taxed by by the international standard. Oh, sir, to, you uh, get you, yeah. you get hit there. You get hit here. It's all. So you're getting double taxed. Oh, you first of all. The the idea of single tax is crazy. The, the, if you think about how how many times a dollar gets taxed, I mean, it, it gets taxed when I make it. It gets taxed when I pay you for something. It gets right. taxed when you buy right. something. It gets taxed when that store owner buys something. That same dollar gets taxed exponentially. And so, yeah, you get when you make money overseas, you get hit in every direction. Now, Ray, and, you, you're yeah. a, you're an oh, wait, the cloning conversation. It's over. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. clone dollars I'm without sure representation. I'm sure there's going to be sheep that are calling in next you week that are going to dispute what you're saying. A, sheep. a St. Yeah. John's alumni and a St. John's alumni. Yeah. Well, I'm not an accountant anymore. But go ahead. What's the question? Well, we're just talking about when when Al went over to yeah. Australia. And if he made thirty that's grand for winning, thing. he's got to pay another tax taxed. over there. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're saying. Same with tax. Canada. Yeah, you get hit in every direction, so you have to you have to inflate. It, it's it's a challenge doing things overseas, and, and yeah. then and then when you're you're looking at about half. Anytime you get taxed anywhere, you're looking at about half, and then you have to pay everything out of there. It's just no, it's, it's not it's, easy, man. It's, it's definitely guys. not yeah. easy at those I, at those numbers at thirty that's what grand, I say. forty grand, fifty grand. If you get into this game and you don't think you're going to be a champion eventually, yeah, it's going to be a long road. It's a long road. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of this guy, uh, Ray Who? Uh, Alves? Yeah, at one point he was a, a killer. He was I mean, an he's, animal, he's, right? Yeah, he hasn't been active, so uh, we'll see what happens. Wasn't he supposed to super, fight? Super nice guy, I like him was a lot. Was he supposed to fight Aquinta? Wasn't he? I think to they were supposed to fight. Yeah. I think Al would have taken him. Yeah, fifty-five two. I don't even know what, what weight is this fight at. Because he Welter fought. Weight. He fought GSP at seventy, so yeah, I think he, he was having trouble. He was having trouble making the weight. I saw him at one fight. I don't even think they let him fight, but 
He was yeah. a lot more jacked. Did he? Uh, did his body change recently? Uh, I'm sure USADA had something to do with that, as they yeah. always do. It seemed to hit. Uh, it it seemed to hit uh, seemingly invincible fighters pretty pretty hard. Well, that I'll tell USADA you what, switch. Man, that, those uh, steroids are no joke, man. They do. Uh, they do a lot. Folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. Ray Longo's back. Ray I'm Longo back. is back. He, back. he held it for a long time. Uh, I'm Steve Maraboli. Mike, the producer's in today also. We're taking questions. Questions can be through our uh, website, MMAandBeyond.com. They could also be through Twitter. You can find Ray Longo on Twitter and Instagram, Ray Longo MMA. You could find me, of course, on at Steve Maraboli. Mike, the producer, do you have social media? I do. Where are you? Just at MT Resig. And that's just MT Resig. That's it. And that's just that's more just for the artwork. That's it. Because you're an artist. Whoever's out By there, the way. please be By the, the first guy to follow him. Please, just, somebody. Just one. But, Ray won't even follow. Him. <laughs> what's What's funny about Mike is is that he you I know that you, you said you're not even a good lawyer, but dude, it seems that you you are good at stuff, including an uh, artist. And congratulations yeah. because you not only <laughs> did you take up art, oh, did yeah. you take up art. But you were able to sell art uh, and, and a prestigious yeah. gallery on Fifth Avenue. So listen, that's not bad, brother. Listen, listen, listen. I mean, after that cloning thing, I actually unfollowed him while he was talking <laughs> at this point. But uh, listen. Hit, you but, know what? My family yeah. goes to Ray's gym, and I'm, and I'm the lowest. It goes, it goes my father, my brother, <laughs> you know, and then I'm we're gonna give him. We're going to give him his due, though. Yeah. Fantastic golf player. What a, yes. D1 lacrosse player. I mean, the guy is an athlete, so we don't, we don't want to get down on him too much. But uh, – Anybody who knows anything about golf on Long Island probably knows who he is. Do you find that nope. amazing? I, I didn't know. Oh, it's true. I didn't know. It's true. I had to find out the hard way by actually talking to people. I was like, "Are you kidding?" No, no, he's Albert really, just really found good. Out the hard way, buddy. Oh man, that's unbelievable. He was a huge favorite too. He's There's somebody pounded, at the man. gym that's going to be very, very happy. He's getting pounded. Wow, they didn't stop that fight. Wow. Yeah, this uh, another overhand right. He's getting killed, man. 47 seconds left is a long time. Yeah, he's still fighting back. Wow. Mike, how long have you been playing golf? Uh, long time. I've been playing for a while. When I was in college, I went to Hofstra. So uh, I pretty much uh, played more golf in college than I did uh, go to school. And... Uh, uh, which uh, reflected in my grades. But, yeah, I've been playing for a while. I enjoy it. It's a nice game. Well, tell him. Tell him you're You were the... the, the there was uh, nothing. What? No, no, no. The tell champ him. He's got foul. something I mean, the, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is country know, club. Club champ. That's, you know. We have a producer. Nice. champion of the country club? Let me club? tell you something. We, have a, we actually have a producer club. who belongs yeah. to a country club. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, this yeah. show is going. This, we are play, this show is hot, people. Yeah. We're getting this good. This is paying my dues. We're going good. Let's go to more Twitter questions. This comes from Tim. Uh, that's Tim Cannon from Montana. He said, Steve uh, and Ray, you mentioned conspiracy theories. Steve, you said you tend to have conspiracy mind. What are the theories? JFK, Flat Earth, the moon. <laughs> now, I believe the moon's there. Um, no, I, I what I was referring to conspiracy mind is, is a retroactive continuity. I tend to look at things. Most people do. Um, so I, I don't... Uh, I'm skeptical about anything. I don't think that's for any other reason than... 
uh, listen, you're a lawyer, and so you analyze everything a certain way. I've been doing behavioral science for two decades, so I, I kind of take the emotion out of most things and see if 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 it makes sense. I I look at everything as an equation. If the if the if you're telling me five and we got there by seven plus nine, I'm saying I'm looking at a seven and a nine. We can't be at five. We can't be at five. Something's off, and that's the way well, I look at things. Let me ask you a question. You yeah. know. The, the new thing in Ray Alesh, yeah. um on the TV that you, you, you press it and you say what you want to see, and then all of a sudden it pops up. Sure. Okay. Voice command? The voice command. Okay. Now, do you think that with that voice command that, that people are listening in on your conversations? Until they're hearing this podcast, yes. Right. But I think after this podcast, they clicked it off. They yeah. said these guys See, are I, I spoke shit. too soon with episode four because... <laughs> After this, today, this I know it. we're never making episode five. <laughs> I know is, that's this is it. No, I, I, yeah, I think that it's stored. It, it could be stored somewhere. I think it go, it triggers for keywords, uh, and it could be stored somewhere. And that's just that's a way that they are able to gather information to be able to go and retrieve it later. Well, I'm talking about just your, your conversations in general. Maybe without even without even. I think on so. It. I think that that happens on your phones also. I think that that's. That just happens. I think that it, it happens in the guise of uh, helping modify for yourself. If you notice when you go to your phone, it, it, it tells you the news you want to hear uh, it, based on your behaviors. And so behavioral pattern and pattern recognition is something that's been part of advertising and technology forever. So, yeah, I think so. I think that I've, I've, I've told uh, friends of mine where I'd said, hey, you know, I was having a conversation about uh, rash guards or having a conversation about certain books. And when I'm scrolling through my phone, it'll it'll that'll happens to be the advertisement that comes up. I mean, I, I'm either the scary, luckiest person scary, ever. Scary, scary. Yeah. They too much. Okay. I'm either the luckiest direct, person they, ever or they have they're too listening. much access to too much information. I'm not sure if that's good, but and you wait to see what happens with the cloning. Oh, wow, he wow, can't. He, back. We're back yeah, to right, being sad. You watch now. No, he, he really. God, you know, too much you know what it is? He's already made up in his mind there will be no episode five, so he's going to go <laughs> so out. I'm just going he's all going out. out. He's I'm going down. Out. He's going to go down he's swinging. Down. He made that. He, that's what he did in his head. Fire and brimstone. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I'm going to ask you this yeah. and we'll, we'll go around. This is from Aaron in Hawaii. He said, the, the, the quote, the statement, never meet your heroes. Do you believe in this statement? Have you encountered anyone who disappointed the perception you had of them? I, I will tell this story. Um, people that you see that are heroes to you or that you, you admire, when you first meet them, that impression you get from them when you first meet them goes a long way. So I think that in certain cases that you can see someone who is a hero of yours, and you can go up to him and say, hi, you know, I just want to say, and if that guy's having a bad day and kind of says, don't bother me, that can really ruin your perception of who that person is, even though they may be just having a bad day. So I think it's great to meet your heroes. I just, you know, hope that in that situation, you're meeting someone who's having a good day and is willing to take the time to talk to you. It's a, I, I get it that they get it all the time. But, you know, to an eight-year-old kid or even to me at, at uh, 45 years of age, you know, if I see someone, I said, I'm a big fan of yours, and the guy blows me off, you know what? Every time you tell that story, it's just going to keep going and going yeah. and going. So, Ray? Yeah, I, I could tell you. I'm, I, I could tell you who's really big on this is Matt Serra. I mean, because sometimes I'll be with him. I go, come on, let's go grab a pick with that guy. No, 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 no. I love that guy, and if— 
he turns out to be a douchebag, I'm not going to like him anymore. And then I always force him. I think the last time we were doing a, not a fundraiser or something, who was the, uh, oh, uh, Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller. I mean, who sure. doesn't love that right. guy? And we're all at this thing together. Come on, we got to get a pick with him. I love this guy's my favorite character actor. Yeah, I think. yeah, sure. And no, nah, he's 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 busting my balls. But you see that picture now hanging in the gym, <laughs> and the guy was a sweetheart. And when we went over, I think he actually said, "I, I he knew Matt." You know what I mean? Matt oh, wow. had just won the championship, so he had the belt and everything. But I think he I said, "I wonder no, if Matt had some sort of traumatic experience." No, nah, he he's really. He didn't even want to meet Rogan, and they became great friends. He's like, no, 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 I don't. I, I, he's nuts. I mean, but he—that's his theory—is if the person turns out to be uh, not nice, he's he's not going to like him, and he wants to continue liking him. You know what I mean? And hmm. I think what's great about that is if you ever meet Matt, he's a super nice guy. He treats everybody really, really well, and I think probably because of his. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the way it is on the other side. And I try to do the same thing. People come up and they say they're a fan. I, I go out of my way to make the guy feel as, as good as possible. I mean, because I think anything, I'm just happy somebody's even a fan. You know what right. I mean? So <laughs> I'm really grateful for that. And I try to always go out of my way. I don't think I've ever disrespected anybody that's ever said that to me. And I don't get it if people are doing it. But, uh, you know, never meet your heroes. You know what? It's better to know than... Not know, and then maybe they won't be your heroes yeah. for a reason. You it know might, what I it mean? It might change your thing. Yeah, exactly, Aaron. And I had I had this a bunch of times. I had um, uh, too many times actually, but the ones that stand out the most, Aaron, for me, were, weren't so much heroes as they were people whose books I was reading. So years and years ago, I was knee deep in like spirituality and that kind of self help kind of world, and I started meeting some of those authors. And who who were yeah, I was right. reading their books, man, and it was like you know, yeah. you know, have these conversations with God and yeah. these like whispery kind of uh, people who actually I was reading their stuff and thinking like, well, what's wrong with me? Because I'm I'm a little more shoot from the hip. I, I I'm not always pure thoughts. I'm like I must be one by one. I did a radio show for six years, Mike. Six years, Ray. I taught yeah. thousands of hours of conversation, hundreds of these guests. The who's who in the spiritual self-help world. And I'm telling you, the who's who. And maybe, maybe a handful. I can count on one hand. up to your expectation. Of who they were. Yeah, exactly. Who I didn't feel they were playing a character. Right. And then didn't show it to me the second the microphones were off. You know, when we turn off these microphones, we might still talk about cloning. And Mike still yeah, might yeah, be yeah. going about God. Like, this is the conversation well, he might, he, might be, he might be going, but yeah. he'll be talking to himself. <laughs> I guarantee you that. But I'll probably the, follow you out to your car. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, those right, dudes yeah. would talk to me about some shit. And the second the microphone turns off, they yeah. were they were completely something else, completely asking, or or they'll spend an hour on my show going, "Hey man, you just have to attract it. You have to in- intend, and the universe responds in your favor, and you can have that million like dollar life. Yeah. That kind of stuff." We turn off the yeah. thing. We'd be heading out, and they'd be like, "Hey man, can you uh, consult me a little bit? I'm, my my car's being repossessed. I'm losing yeah. my house." I'm like, "Wait a second, you just fucking, you just said." On the yeah. show for an hour, that all you have to do is intend, and that this is the manifestations of the universe, and you 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 have less money than most of my listeners. 
and you're failing as it is. Tell them that. Tell them right, that. And exactly. and they, they didn't do that. So, Aaron, that's a great question. Yeah. I know mine was a little different than everybody else's, but it and, did help me see yeah, that and, maybe and if think, I'm working my ass off, right. I'm not doing it wrong. Right. Maybe it does take that hard work, that dedication, the long I mean, hours, and, 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 I mean, a and guy, life's still a, tough. A guy I recently met who's a super megastar who was absolutely phenomenal was The Rock. And I said, man, mind if I agree? He goes... I go, you mind if I grab a pick? And then we knew a couple of, you know, he was with uh, Troy Garrity, so I brought yeah. that yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yes, that yes, whole thing ballers, came yes. up, and uh, the kid who writes ball is went to Herrick's High School. Right, right, right. Oh, that's right, cool. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah well, good stuff. So he, he goes, dude, I live for this. That's what he said. I think he said, he I live like for this. He seems like a great guy. I'm telling you, couldn't have been a nicer guy. Yeah. And that's what you, and that restores your faith in Absolutely. people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's the good thing about that. You Absolutely. know, he was like, any time, I really live for this, and that's why he's successful. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And he's in everything. Yeah, he's man. He's that he's really awesome. crushing it. That dude's awesome. And again, takes the mystery out of it. Yeah. Check his Instagram. Yeah. It's five a.m. He's already been at the gym for an hour. Unbelievable. You know, yeah, that's 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 no one's calling that lucky. Before we go, uh, I like this one. Kevin in Vegas. He says, "Hey, Ray mentioned his dad in the military, and Steve, you mentioned you serve. Do you guys have any good military stories?" Uh, not offhand. I would have to think about that. Well, my father, you know, if he told me, uh, my grandfather had a couple of good stories from the military. I think, uh, you know, he was in a foxhole and the guy next to him, oh, he got shot in the helmet. Fucking There's foxhole. something crazy. Oh, no, no. World War One. <laughs> because I, I noticed the story was, I think he got shot. He had the helmet on, but the helmet saved his life. And I probably heard that story about 700 times because... Those were steel helmets. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, if you even were. look at those old pictures, man. But he had some foxhole stories that would scare the, sh the yeah. shit out of you. Like what those poor guys oh, had sure. to go through, man. Talk about the PTSD. Yeah. Right? Um, my father. You know what's funny? Even with that, like, that's funny. Even my grand. I don't. There were. Yeah, that, that's another. That's a topic for another uh, day. But yeah, even they, I don't even think they had the term PTSD. It was like shell shock, oh, no, right? Shell, shell shock, shock, that's what they, they called, called it. it. Yeah. Man, yeah. I saw some guys that were really banged up, even in my family. But uh, yeah, I think that's the only story, the foxhole story and something. Yeah, there was something else. I got to think about it. But it was a, definitely another foxhole story where he made it out and somebody else didn't. Mm. But the scary stuff. Who'd you have in service, Mike? My, my father was in the Army and... Uh, I remember him just telling me the story that when they got off the bus, uh, you know, for basic training, some guy got <laughs> off and was carrying a tennis racket. Oh, and he wow. said the sergeant saw wow. him and just went up one side of him. I mean, come on. No, no, that was, I no, mean, no, just no, came no, out no, with no, a tennis no, racket. Are you serious? That was a, that was a scene in Stripes. That, <laughs> that, that, that was I'm a movie. You, <laughs> I'm telling you. Unless he's just picking it up and making, making nah, it. No, no, but it was, uh, yeah, he said the guy came off with a tennis racket. And this is... You know, 1960, I guess, was when, when he probably went into the service, my father. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's a, it, the basic training bus is, is, a, is a great one. I remember when we arrived to, to our squadron, the the drill, drill sergeant came in and he said something to the effect of, uh, welcome to uh, Lackland Air Force Base. Uh, you have 10 seconds to get off this bus and... and, and Seven of them have already passed, or something like yeah, they, that. They, they start breaking they you start down right away. away. But yeah, they, yeah, for yeah. for me, uh, Kevin, and and thanks for for uh, for your question, and thanks for everyone who serves. And and uh, every time I tell these type of stories, I remember that there are thousands of you 
those drill instructors say the same things to so many people. There's thousands of you with similar stories, and I'm happy to be able to have a microphone and share one. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to share when I learned the difference between bravery and courage, man. I was, uh, we, we came back from, from something and, and I, Mike, I, I was, I was given, be going to be given an award in front of my squadron, nice. and, which is a weird thing to do to receive something, uh, in front of everyone who was there with you, who went through the sweat, the tears, the fear, all of that with you. So it's so kind of, in, during basic training, it's, it's, this, this is outside past, of basic this training. Post, okay. This is, a, this is post basic training. And it was weird to be singled out. And so I was a kid. I was maybe 20, 21 years old. And I remember uh, the sergeant seeing that look in my eye like I was uncomfortable getting an award in front of everyone who was there. And so um, he says, Maraboli, this guy was he was at the end of his career. Um, so he, he, he sounded like he smoked 20 cigarettes at a time. He was just right, right. he was just that guy, military police for 20 years. Now that I think back of it, I always think back and think he was about 100 years old. But the reality of it is, just numbers, he's probably the age I am now. That's funny. Yeah, yeah but I, I remember him being a 1,000. Yeah. So he says, Maribola, you got a problem with this? I said, well, sir, it's kind of weird. We were all there, and we all went through it. It's kind of weird to get an award. He said, Maribola, you're getting... Uh, yes, Maraboli, everyone out there is brave, but you're getting this award and this recognition because you were courageous. And he saw the look on my face, and, and he, he says, do you not know the difference between bravery and courage? I said, no, sir. He said, stand up, and I'll tell you. So I stood up straight, which is what you do when they tell you. He said, Maraboli, any brave man will grab a lion by his balls, but it takes courage to keep squeezing. <laughs> and I nice. never forgot that because along the way, Ray, along the way, Mike, man, you tackle a goal, you tackle a business, you tackle a new endeavor, and it takes bravery to do that, but it takes courage to keep squeezing, man. That's it, baby. So nice. everyone out there, including us with this show, we're going to keep squeezing to make it to episode five. It's always an honor. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you check out MMAandBeyond.com. Make sure you check out Ray Longo on social media. He's Ray Longo MMA. I'm Steve Maraboli on all social media. And, of course, Mike, what was your social media? MT Resig. MT Resig. This is MMA and Beyond with Ray Longo and Steve Maraboli. Thank you so much, everybody. Take it easy, guys. Ray, you want to go get a cup of coffee? Uh, not if you're going to talk about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the answer would be no.